about two years from now. You're in Austin. You know, you're uh, attending bar, running the valve, right? Life's been pretty good, right? Then uh, you kind of hit like a, a string of bad luck, kind of out of nowhere. You uh, like the, the valve ended up closing down. Um, Why did it close down? They sold. They sold the building, uh, but they they had to. You know, their the city demanded they sold the building. The um, city demanded it. Yeah, as like as like terms of an agreement, the owners uh, reached with the city. They they had to sell the building. Why wait? Why did the city want to? They didn't want them owning that building anymore. So, like, the the, the city like comes to them like, hey, look, because what happened there? Like, you guys gotta you gotta sell. We're not gonna let you own this business. So they're selling. So the valve's closing, right? Fuck. And uh, I mean, it's not, it, it's not my fault. I mean, it's one. Yeah, I mean, it is. You you uh, you killed a kid. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, you killed a child. What is that? Hold on. Yeah. What does that have to do with the valve being sold? And how the fuck did I kill a child? You killed a child at the Velveeta room. You were just being like a bad bartender, and you didn't. You like <laughs> it was like a it was like a twelve. I'll fucking say. You it was like a twelve year old kid in a fedora. And he like he was like tall for his age, and you just didn't you didn't ID him. Oh, okay. And you served him like you got him fucked up. You got him like super fucked up. So the and door he, guy Michael Parks did not I- identify him. No, you were the only one there that night, Michael. Oh, my bad. You were the only one there, Michael. Uh, Michael didn't work there anymore. He quit. Why? He just got tired of working for you. It was like a personal thing. He found <laughs> he found a job across the street at Clearpoint, and he was like barking people into that club. Well, what would he say? He'd say. Uh, Clearpoint, we got Sugar Ray coming up. Clearpoint, <laughs> you know. Wait, why didn't he like working with me? He just, you guys just didn't mesh, you know. He just hated your your uh, your disrespect of the rules. <laughs> what? I'm just telling you what happened. So you end up you overserve this kid. Uh, this kid gets like super fucked up. He walks out into Sixth Street and he tries to like he grabs. Uh, the tail on one of the cop horses and the cop just bucks and kicks him right in the face and his head comes off. He dies. It's gruesome. Ugh. His family sues the police department. The police department like cracks down. You guys end up losing. I mean, it's all your fault. You basically get the valve closed because of you know your inability to just do the most basic rudimentary function of your how job, did I, just I, carding somebody. How did so, I not notice that? I, not only did I initially serve him, I over. you said I over-served him. Oh, yeah, yeah, Multiple yeah, yeah. drinks. Yeah, you've been over-serving there a lot lately. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so it's kind of like a known thing. You know, if you want a big, tall, stiff one, you go to Pat. That's what everybody says around town. Hey, if you want a big, tall, stiff one, you go to Pat. All right. You know, you're just, you're fucking people up left and right. And this kid gets his head kicked clear off by a horse cop. Okay. Not just a regular horse, dude. A horse cop. That horse has been through some training. Okay. So what's, so, so what are you getting at? So, so what, so what do I get in trouble? What I happens? mean, you just, you owe the family a hundred thousand dollars. I don't yeah, you helped kill their kid, right? So you owe the family a lot of money. All the comics in town hate you because you got the valve closed, <laughs> and that was like you know a really great place to do shows. So nobody wants to book you. Everybody like looks at you like oh fucking Pat. So you're just like you're just not doing really well, right? This is a nightmare, dude. Yeah, like your life is like was like doing really well, and then all of a sudden just took a took a turn. Yeah, a hard turn. Yeah, down. Yeah, fuck. So you're uh. You go to an Applebee's, right? You're just like, they got $2 pints, you know? You just you just leave your house. You're like, fuck, I just want to, 
I want to sit down in an empty restaurant. I have to go to an Applebee's. That's the only thing that's not going to have anybody in there. It's just you walk in, you're the only one in the Applebee's, right? And uh, they got the soccer game on. Uh, nobody, nobody gives a shit. They don't really care. Um, and you order a cheeseburger, right? And you order it. <clears throat> How do you order it? Uh, pepper jack cheese. Uh, put some bacon on there. Yeah. Grilled onions. Yeah. Uh, tomato. I used to put lettuce on there, but I'm done with lettuce on burgers. Oh, takes up, yeah, it takes up too much space, and it doesn't taste like anything, so I'm out. Okay, that's fair. And then um, avocado, probably put a little bit of avocado on there. Man, you're really loading this thing up. I love burgers, and I love putting things on, bur- on burgers. I know that sounds stupid. No, what kind of sauce are you putting on that burger? Um, ketchup's good for me. Yeah? Yeah, I, I, love, I, I love ketchup on burgers. Yeah. And I would definitely have uh, pickles on there as well. Uh, what else? Um, maybe a little bit of mustard. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, that'd be my order at Applebee's. Gotcha. I'm fucking starving now. So you go to this Applebee's and you eat this burger, and it's just like fucking meant for you. Really? You know, just checks all the boxes. It's just man, that's really hit the spot, right? You get like three beers. You kind of you hang out there for a while. You know, you just really kind of take the day and like, oh, got some big decisions you got to make, you know? Yeah. And you go to walk out to your car and you pass by the trash can. And like you pass by the trash can and you you there, you catch a scent on the air. Right. And it smells like pomade. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. And you hear, hey, Pat. God damn it. Pat. God damn it. Pat. Uh, can I, how long can I ignore this guy? It's like, Pat. Pat. Hey, Pat. But how long can I just not listen? I don't know. I mean, you tell me. Okay. What would you I do? Would, I would walk over and just get it started. Let's just get this out of the way. So you look in the in the garbage. Yeah, I look in the garbage. You look in the garbage, and there's an open to go container, and there's just a perfectly preserved. You've never seen a more pristine pickle spear <laughs> laying in the upper half of this uh, of this to go container. <laughs> and you look, and like the little tip on the end is just fucking jet black, dude. And it's it's like he's got this huge pompadour. And his seeds have turned into eyes. Yeah. And the where he has like a big smile on his mouth yeah. where they're made of seeds. And he goes, hey, Pat, how you doing? I go, I'm doing okay. What do you want? He goes, Pete, Bill the Dill. <laughs> I know you're Bill the Dill. I hate you. He goes, look, I'm just here to help you out of a little bit of a pickle you're in. He's... The worst one. He's the worst. Okay. He's yeah. smiling at you, and then his smile like goes from where his seeds are, and then it, it extends outside of his frame like a cartoon <laughs> smile. And when you when you kind of like look back again, now he's wearing like a full greaser's top, like he's got a white tee and a leather jacket on. <laughs> and he has a little bit more of like a of like a human. He has a little bit more like human features in his face. Yeah. So he tells you he's going to help you out of a pickle. What do you do? You. Okay, what specific pickle are you going to help me out with here, Bill, the dill? He goes, well, 
you know, I talked to my folks in in the, the pickle clan, and uh, we were talking about your little. Who's uh, hold on? What's the pickle clan? The pickle clan. That's me and my buddies. That's what he says. <laughs> that's him and his buddies. <coughs> okay. uh, he goes, you know, pickles all across the world. We we're basically an intelligence network, and any anywhere you see like uh, you know, anywhere in your home there's pickles, or you go to a restaurant, like that's where we are. <laughs> and we, we we can tell each other what's going on. He goes, look, we've been we've been uh, watching your life, and I'd really like to help you get you out of this pickle. So it's a spy network of pickles. Yeah. All right. Sure. I go. Look, like I'm looking at you right now. I can see you. Look, if if I just agree to this, worst comes to worst, it turns out I'm insane and I'm hallucinating. Best case scenario, build the deal helps me out of my pickle. So let's just. Let's do it. So he he proceeds to tell you that there's a there's a there's a man who owns a nightclub in Austin. Yeah. Right. And he's like a, he's running like a a drug ring out of there. And he's like got like human trafficking. Right. It's like a real weird. Like this guy is like a bad dude. OK. And uh, he wants you to kind of like infiltrate his club and like just go there a lot and see shows and kind of hang around and see what you can kind of learn. Sure. Right. So in exchange for that, they'll offer to help you get the hundred thousand dollars to pay off the kid's family, the kid that you helped murder. <laughs> the cop horse got off scot free. <laughs> what son of a bitch? Okay. It was in addition to that. We'll even help you with the money that you can buy the building that the Velve was in. And you can own it. Okay. We'll help you out. And you just got to go get us some intelligence on this guy. All right. I would, I would agree. So you would agree? I would, I would ask for some help in doing so. But, yeah, I'd, uh-huh. I'll do it. And they said, yep, whatever you need, we'll take care of it. Armor. Right. So you... uh you see that, like, he just kind of, like, turns into a regular pickle again. <laughs> All of his features just kind of turn off in a blink, and it's just a pickle spear there. It's pristine. Looks great. Would you pick it up? No. Okay. So. Absolutely not. Yeah, so I'm you, not going to reach in and pull out a, pr- a pristine, as you put it, pickle from the garbage. What would I do? No. You can eat it. Out of the garbage? I mean, but it looks like it was just pulled right from the jar. Yeah, I don't eat. I don't eat pickles on on their own. I eat pickles uh, when they're a part of a sandwich. I I will never ever or or a fried pickle appetizer. I will never ever just eat a pickle on its own. I would never do that. All right. It's disgusting. And people who do that are fucking fucked in the head. All right, man. Well, sorry. I just different strokes. So you go home. You leave the Applebee's. You sorry, I'm mad. No, it's okay. Just is annoying. It's okay. So you go home, and on your bed is a bag, and there's a note at the bottom of it, yeah. and it's like a pale green envelope, and it just says "To Pat" on it. <laughs> yeah. What would you do? I'd open it. You'd open it, and it's just a. It's like a a pale green envelope, and it looks like seeds run down the middle of it. <laughs> it looks like you're looking at the very top level view like a pickle spear yeah and uh you open it up and just says thanks for the help and then it says uh btd 
What do you do? I don't know. I would be. This whole thing is so infuriating. I mean, would you look in the bag? Yeah, I would. So you look in the bag, and uh, you pull out a piece of paper, and it has, like, uh, on a map, it's got, like, uh, information about the place. You know, it's printed out for you. And then in the bag is uh, some clothes. Yeah. And uh, it's the, the, the piece of paper says, uh, wear the clothes to the venue. And the clothes um, are very, they're all black. They're, like, jet black. And they're, like, uh, jeans that are, like, real wide at the very bottom. And like, you have, like, a mesh tank top. And you have, uh, like, a, a jet black wig that's, like, a samurai wig. Okay. You know? Yeah. And uh, basically, the, you're going to have to go and, like, it's like a goth industrial show. Nice. So you have to go and, like, infiltrate this club. Would you do it? Yeah. I would. So you put the clothes on when you go down there? I, I, I feel like I would have to do it. I feel like every person is uh, given a great test, and I don't think I've had my great test yet. Yeah. This seems like it'd be my, it'd be it. Cool. I would have, I would abs- I would do it. I would do it with, with pride and I hope without fear. Well, so you go down, the place is called, uh, it's called the chisel, <laughs> right? <laughs> The Chisel is <laughs> the name of the venue. Okay. And um, it's, like, all, like, black and dark blue and dark purple. Right? It's kind of fucking scary place, you know. You go in. Yeah. The Chisel. So yeah. You enter the I chisel. would go to the Chisel. I would enter the Chisel. So you enter the Chisel, and the door opens, and it's just, like, this industrial techno stuff, right? It's uh, way too loud, and it's it's kind of jarring. And and you that you see like this open, it's just like a big open club, kind of like the size of like Beerland, you know? Yeah. Like if you fit, if you fit like two hundred people in there, you're it's pretty packed, you know? Right. So what would you do? There's like a bar on the side. I go to the bar. You go to the bar. Yeah. Would you like uh? Would you want to get something to drink, or you just kind of hang out? Yeah, I would. I would, have, I would get something to drink. So the 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 bartender comes over to you. He he looks like a dark-haired version of James Vanderbeek, Dawson Creek era. Yeah. Uh, but he has fangs. <laughs> right? And he has, like, those lenses. Wait, his fangs are just out? Yeah, he has fangs. <clears throat> and then his, his eyes are, like, blood red. <laughs> and he's like, what do you want? You're in the chisel. <laughs> what? You're in the chisel. It's a uh, uh, whiskey coke, please. And he's he's like, we don't have whiskey and coke. <laughs> Doesn't have whiskey and coke. Yeah. All right, give me a uh, gin and tonic. He says we don't have gin and tonic. I would say, what what do you suggest? And he points to the menu, and it's just like a bunch of weird like elixir, like they're they're kind of like these. Uh, these house-made drinks that they have, you know? Yeah. And they don't explain what they are, but they're just dumb names, like uh, The Captain Cometh is the name of one of them. <laughs> the Captain Cometh? Yeah, The Captain Cometh is the name of one of them. There's one called uh, Pickled Tink, <laughs> right? 
<laughs> what does it say them? underneath? It that. doesn't say anything. That's the thing. And what's the name of it? Pickled Tink. <laughs> Isn't the name of this drink? <laughs> it's like the name of somebody's mom's AOL screen name. You know, it's Pickled Tink. I would just point to like the third yeah. one. I'll just point to the third one, whatever it was, and say, I'll have that. Okay. Thank you. Uh, that one's called uh, The Cuban Sunrise. And what's in the Cuban Sunrise? So they bring it out to you, and it's just like a, a black cup filled with black liquid. How big's the cup? It's like a 12-ounce cup. Jeez. All right. I would... it's just, it's, it'll be $38. $38? Yeah. I would sigh deeply. I would be... I've This has happened before. Not necessarily as that expensive when I go somewhere, and... um. They tell you how expensive something is. Yeah. You didn't think it was going to be that expensive. Yeah. I just laugh a little bit and go, here you go. I just pay it. I yeah. never even question it. I just go, all right, like, that's what this is. Like, yeah. this guy's doing his job. Yeah. Like, I'm, it is what it is. Here's the money. This is the only drink I'll order here. Yeah. And I pay for it and I fucking drink it. So you, uh, you drink it and it doesn't taste like anything. It just like, it's like water, you know? It's yeah. just, it's just, it's just tasteless. Not it's less tasteful than water, jeez, and uh, it's just cold. It's ice cold, right? And you like you go to this place and you hang out and you watch this like weird industrial goss show, and uh, you don't really see anything, but you kind of like keep coming back over like the next few weeks, and slowly you become like kind of like a regular, and they start to charge you less for drinks, and you're just kind of like hanging out, and uh, you're you're clearly like one of the friendliest people there. Right. And one day you're sitting there and in walks this guy. He's like um, four feet tall. You know, he's just like a little tiny guy. And he's got like bright white hair slicked. back. <laughs> and he comes walking through and he's got some guys with him. Yeah. And do you say anything? And he just like walks. No, like, why would I? Why would like, I say anything? He, he like he like walks like right through the place and like into like a door in the back. No, I wouldn't say anything to anyone about it. Why would I? And you hear you hear everybody go, oh, "That's Charlie." I would I would say Charlie who? <laughs> Charlie Chuggins. <laughs> That's Charlie fucking Chuggins, dude. I would say who is Charlie Chuggins? And they're like Charlie owns his place. Like, okay, why is everyone freaking out? What is this a bad person? Yeah, he's like not like a great guy. It's kind of like an open thing where people like are aware that he's like affiliated with this place. Uh, but they 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 don't really have anything to do with him directly. They're just like, man, this guy's a this guy's a fucking asshole. Okay, wait, hold on, asshole. What? He's mean, or he's connected with criminals? What, what do like, you mean? I don't know. Like, there's you hear all these stories about him, like like human trafficking, and what? Like, he's, he's in like he's in like a bunch of other he's in like a bunch of other businesses, and some people think he's just like a tax shelter, but they never said anything for sure. Like, it's just it's just weird. But like, you can't just get good industrial techno anywhere else people are just so resigned to the chisel they have this is their lifeblood dude you're part of their family now and then one day you go into it's confusing yeah one day you go into the chisel and you're sitting in the bar and uh somebody orders a drink down they order uh one called chicho marino what's in that it's just a black cup with black liquid and let me let me and, guess it tastes like nothing yeah, I mean, as far as they know. And, but there's a 
you see there's like a, a toothpick and there's a corny chone on it and it kind of looks at you and it winks. And then you see that little tiny guy walk through again. Motherfucker, yeah. And he's like carrying, he's like dragging somebody with him. And it's like somebody who's got like a hood over their head. Would you do anything? <laughs> I would say, hey, what's going on over here? And he turns to you and he goes, <laughs> he has like a real high-pitched voice. He goes, mind your own fucking business. <laughs> and he like, he like points a finger at you and it's kind of like a webbed hand. Oh my God. Yeah, he's just, he's like a real, Charlie Chuggins is real fucking weird. I step in his way. Yeah? Yeah. You get in his way? Yeah. So what do you say to him? Like, what the fuck are you doing? And he reaches up, and with his, like, clawed hand, he, like, grabs you by the testicles, and he throws you to the floor. And he just kind of keeps walking through. What do you do? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I would find, like, a rock and throw the rock at him. He's in, like, another room. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I that would be really fucking upsetting. Yeah, yeah. So what would you do? You're in this club. You're <laughs> in this club listening to like all balls. this great techno music. <laughs> I don't even like techno music. But it kind of grows on you. I guess I'd probably go follow him. Yeah, yeah. What's so just, he's dragging somebody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's doesn't that doesn't seem right. Doesn't yeah. sit well with me. So you just drag him into the other room. I'd walk and you see. You walk him. in the other room. Yeah, yeah. That's like it's like a storeroom in there. And it's like where they they keep they have like a full bar. It's actually kind of a cool place. If you if you like goth techno music, it's kind of cool. They have like a full restaurant during the day, and they serve like bar food. So it's like a in like a pantry area. So there's just like lining, and so there's like pantry stuff lining the wall. There's like uh, cups and shit. It's like the back room of a fucking restaurant almost. Okay. And you're he like uh you say anything to him? What do, I'd what say do you do? Chuggins. And he like pushes this. This person to the floor. And he turns around and he says, what? In a real high-pitched voice. And he slicks his hair back with his with his webbed hand. <laughs> Say, did you, what did you do? Did you kill someone? And you hear the you hear them struggling. <clears throat> like, they're still alive. I would say, what the hell's going on here, Chuggins? And he, like, kind of runs at you. And he's got his webbed hands out. Would you like attempt to strike him, or I would attempt to step to the side and then kick him in the yeah. stomach, in the side as he ran past me. So you kick him into the stomach, and you—he's a smaller man—and you kick with everything you fucking got. Yeah, right. All the force you have in the world, like your life is just falling apart. You killed a kid, <laughs> like you are just down <laughs> to your dumps. You kick him in the stomach so hard he flies against the wall, and knocks the pantry over, and he knocks uh, a bucket of pickle spears out. And it kind of like tips over on top of him, and you hear, <laughs> and the pickle spears eat Charlie Chuggins alive. Holy shit! <laughs> and there's none of his bones are left; everything is gone. What? Yeah, they eat him. <laughs> the pickle spears, and they all look up at you and in unison, and they all wink at you, and then they turn back, and their mouths are gone. What do you do then? I get the fuck out of Dodge, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You just leave. Yes. So you you uh you leave right you go back and uh you're wearing like this these like long industrial jeans like this super fucking tight mesh shirt you've even like tried to work out lately because you wanted to look good when you were the chisel and <laughs> you leave the chisel and you you go straight home and uh, you take the clothes off and you you like wipe the makeup from your face and uh and then you you get like a notice from on your phone. Okay. It's like there's a new alert on your bank account. 
and you look in there and there's a hundred thousand dollars inside. What do you do? Write a check to the kid's parents yeah. immediately. Immediately. And I say, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I am so fucking sorry. There's nothing the rest of my life I'm going to devote to doing good because of this horrible thing that I did. I'd say, I know this is, 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 isn't going to help you at all, but like that's, that's, that's the deal. This has inspired me to try to just do good for the rest of my life. I'm sorry I killed your son. I'm so sorry I killed your son. I'm so, so sorry that I killed your son. So you send this letter out, and uh, they're so touched by it, by your admission of your guilt that you murdered their son, that they 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 refuse to take your money, and they they want to try to help you, you know, land back on your feet. And they understand that it was a lapse in judgment, and they something spoke to them in that moment, and they were okay. And you took that money, and you were able to to help reopen the valve. Right, and you took uh, ownership of it. Yeah. Like for some reason, the people were just really touched by your your newfound outlook on life. <laughs> and what, you know, what they, people? The the people who used to own the Velve okay. before they had to close it down, and they sold it to you because they knew that you'd be a good caretaker of it. All right. Right. But over the lex over like that period of time, the couple of months, the chisel kept calling out to you. You kept having these nights where you would just put the clothes on in your room, and just kind of walk around and look at yourself in the mirror. Right. You never went back, but it just kept calling out to you. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, wait, hold on. Yeah, that's it. Is that it? Yeah. So I'm just kind of like haunted for the rest of my life? I didn't say that. <laughs> 